Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Executive Minister Matt Mazza. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Man, I just, there's nothing that fills me up more than just incredible worship. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Thank you for the blessing you are to our church. All right. It's time for kids to go. They're already going. You don't need me. You're good. Y'all have a wonderful time. Try to top that. Have more fun than we just did. All right. Raise your hand if you have issues. Man, there's a lot of really great people in this room. Way better than me, Keith. Okay, how many of you brought your issues into this place this morning? How many of you are sitting next to your issue? (laughs) Uh, My wife only didn't raise her hand because I'm up here on stage and not sitting there next to her. We got stuff. We got stuff going on in our life. Last week, if you were here with us, Wes Raspberry did a wonderful job of of sort of unpacking the last couple years in in the life of each and every one of us in our our country and in our world. And um, from the ongoing global pandemic of COVID and the variants that continue to the health issues, to the loss, uh, to the, the political polarization that exists in our country, to the to the, the racial divide, to the social unrest within. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, and that's just the last 24 months. Let's just say that you're okay with all that. Okay, let's just say that you got COVID figured out, the political unrest, you're good, racial, social, economical, fill in the blank with all the family drama. Okay, you're good. Everything's fine with you. What about 37 years ago? The abuse that you experienced. What about the divorce of your mom and dad that left you pretty rocked? What about the job changes within your family and you moved every year for most all of your childhood and never truly felt like you had a place, a home? What about the alcoholism, the addiction, the division within the family, the severing of relationships, just general brokenness? What about that? Have you dealt with it? Here's the thing. We all have issues. I have issues. I want you to hear me this morning. Church, I'm a mess. I'm an absolute mess. And I want you to look behind 
the handsome good looks, my new cool shoes, my new t-shirt, the facade that sits and stands in front of you. And inside what you see is a man who constantly worries if he's good enough. If I'm good enough to serve and lead this church, if I'm good enough to be the husband that my wife deserves, if I'm good enough to be the father that my kids deserve, if I'm spiritually strong enough, there's fear and worry and anxiety and trepidation, and that's just within me. That's me. That's Matt Mazza. Maybe you're a little bit like me in some way. I don't know. That's for you to figure out. We're launching into a series called Churches That Heal. Last week, Wes sort of opened up the can. This morning, Keith and I are going to spend some time laying the path for what's to come over the next five weeks. But what we want to do is we want to invite you in to a journey. We want you to come along with us on a journey of healing. Because we believe that we are in a time in our world, in our society, in our community, in our church that needs healing more than ever. And there is only one place that healing comes from. But I want you to hear me say this. It's not a little magic pill. It's not a class or a book or a video or a sermon. Healing is an experience. It's a journey. And for some, it lasts a really long time. But it is something that we all desperately need. And one of the things that I think Jesus, who was the great healer of mind, body, and soul, the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional of every person he encountered, he healed. I don't think it's coincidence that he established this entity known as the church, that's you and me, to continue on his good work, his mission. Christ came to seek and save the lost. Translated, what that means is he came to look for those who needed healing and healed them. That is you and I. We are the church today that he has left to do his work, his hands and his feet. And my prayer is this. My prayer is that we, over the next few minutes, the next few weeks and months and years, will be willing to be vulnerable enough, humble enough, and courageous enough to be a church that heals. Amen. Yeah. Uh, everywhere Jesus went, people got healed. Physical illnesses, uh, emotional struggles, mental problems, spiritual. And Jesus is still the power that does it and the only power that does it. But as his hands and feet, we're called 
to be healers by his power, not ours. Uh, We're called to be a place, a people, where others can come and experience the kind of healing that people experienced when Jesus was with them. That's a daunting task. It really is. It's a huge job. Uh, But God provides that for us. there, There is a problem with it. We can't give somebody something we've never experienced ourselves. We can't take somebody to a place we've never been. And so where we need to start with this being a church that heals is with ourselves because we need healing. I don't know what your situation is, but we all have struggles and challenges and issues and uh, difficulties and hurts. Now, we've long tried to provide healing for people as a church. But sometimes we get a little off base when we're doing that. Uh, sometimes we say, well, you know, if, uh, if you want to experience healing, then you just need to get rid of the sin in your life. Because it's very true that sin has consequences that are often very damaging and very painful bring a lot of hurt into our own lives and the lives of others. So there's truth in that. But that's far from the whole story because there are a lot of hurts and struggles and issues we have. It's not because of what we did wrong because somebody else may have abused us as a child or in our marriage or uh, as a parent There's all sorts of ways. When you're living in a world with people and bumping up against them, sometimes people just do hurtful things, okay? And us making sure our own backyard's in order isn't going to fix that. Sometimes uh, we say, well, if you're hurting, then what you need to do is You know, John 8, 32 says it. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free, right? Amen. I believe that. You believe that? I believe that. The trouble is we misconstrue that often because that is starting in the middle of what Jesus was saying. If you back up to verse 31, Jesus told those people he was talking to, if you follow my teaching, if you do what I tell you to do, then you will really be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's not about memorizing a bunch of scriptures. Memorizing scriptures is great, man. We need to have those that we can go to. But it's more than just having head knowledge. It's living it out. And sometimes we say, well, you know, if you need healing, you need to go to this retreat or you need to go to this seminar. You need to experience this deal. And we, and those are great things, man. I've been to some of those that have been incredibly powerful. Trouble is when I come down off of that mountaintop and I get into the grind of life and it just starts going, I revert back to some of those old habits and then I'm back in the soup again. 
Or sometimes, this is really popular these days, we see everything as some evil spirit or some demon. or some, I mean, spiritual warfare. Folks, if you don't believe that there is spiritual warfare going on, you haven't been paying attention for the last two years. I mean, two years ago, uh, next month, we were about to, we had gone through the vision and we were about to launch our discipleship stuff and everything and every, the world just shut down. You remember that? Well, now we're, we're, we've been planning this for months to do this Church That Heals initiative. And guess what? COVID's at an all-time record high, okay? There is spiritual warfare going on. But just to try to say, well, you know, there's a demon behind every tree, and if we just cast out all the demons, everything will be wonderful. That, that's inadequate. That doesn't cover it. God calls us to be people, to be a place where people can come and experience healing. And that's not a simplistic little mantra. It's a process. It's a journey, just like Matt said. And it's only by the power of God that it happens. But we, we, this is based on uh, years of experience and research by leading Christian psychologist, Dr. Henry Cloud who has discovered through living this out and and working with people in thousands of lives, the pieces of the journey of healing. So where do we start? Yeah, so as Keith said, we're going to be leveraging and utilizing uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, who is one of the foremost Christian psychologists in the world, and um, his, his knowledge and experience and wisdom and resources in this this program he's put together called Churches That Heal. That's what we're going to be working with as a guide for us and our church. Um, but but Cloud makes it very clear that he thinks there, there's five things that have to happen, and, and Keith and I are going to take just a moment and kind of kind of set each of those up for what's to come over the next five weeks. But first, Dr. Cloud says this, there's a foundation that must be built. And I love, he uses Luke 13, the parable of the fig tree, if you remember. Jesus is telling a story about a a vineyard in this particular fig tree. And here's the keys to starting your healing. You got to dig, you got to fertilize, and wait. Now just think for a minute. Just let that sit for a minute. You got to dig, fertilize, and wait. For impatient people like me, it's another one of my issues. I have many. That's hard. It's really, really hard. But I love within the parable what Dr. Cloud pulls out of this and teaches us about the idea of healing is this, the power of grace, truth, and time. Three essential elements to building a foundation for healing, grace, truth, and time. And next week, we're going to talk a lot more about what that means. That has to be the framework that it starts with. But what we must do is do it through relationships, personal relationships. God exists in relationship and has from the beginning of time. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit have always been in that loving relationship. 
He created us in his image to exist within relationship. And when we don't do that, we want to be in relationship with others and with God. And when any of those are broken, it's going to create some major havoc in our lives. In order for us to experience healing, it has to happen in the context and through the, the administration, the, the working of relationships. I love the story Christopher told when we were having communion a few moments ago about a mentor and how that as he engaged, he was mentoring his mentor. That's relationship. That's when we have doubts, when we have struggles, when we have fears and anxieties, we need someone there to help us, to be there for us, to be that sounding board, just to speak truth into our lives and into our hearts. And in the context of relationship, healing occurs. And without that, it's not going to. So that's... Yeah. And out of those relationships, this idea of relationships comes a very important concept. That's the idea of boundaries. Have you ever had a moment in your life in which uh, you overstepped? Yeah, we all have. More importantly, and probably more willing to admit, have you ever had a moment in which somebody overstepped you? That moment in which it was crossed, the line was crossed. How do we navigate that? How do we navigate the aspect of, of the fact that there are, there are people that, that come up to us and say, hey, will you help me with something? And the reality of it is you don't want to do it. You don't think you're capable of doing it, and you're really not the best option for them to do it. But you say, you say yes, you're frustrated that you're doing it, and you hold it against the person that asked you. Relationships are an incredibly complicated thing, but healthy boundaries are such an essential part of them. And here's the thing that we learn. God gave us the ability to control one thing. For a control freak like me, this is humbling. Self. Self-control. That is it. That is all we as human beings have been empowered to control, is self. In a couple of weeks, we're going to unpack that and talk more about what that looks like. So there's the relationship that's essential, that connection, but then boundaries so that the connection doesn't overdo it. But then uh, the third thing is we have to be able to deal with pain, to process pain in a healthy way. You know, we all react differently when there's a hurt, when there's some injustice done, when there's something going wrong. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes the way we try to deal with pain or hurt is we just stuff it real deep down in that we in psychological circles, they call those turtles, you know, just go into a shell. Problem is, burying it deep down inside doesn't get rid of it. It doesn't deal with it. It just gets down there where it can fester and stay there. And it's extremely unhealthy and hurtful. 
others of us kind of do the opposite of that. We don't go into a shell. We, we're the skunks. You know what skunks do. They get anxious and they spray everybody. And we just make it, it's really, really ugly, really nasty and a mess. Neither one of those is a healthy way of dealing with our pain, either through denial or stuffing it or getting angry and attacking people. There's a healthy way to process that in the context of relationship and with boundaries. We're going to explore how do we do that? What, what does that involve? And that final step in the journey of healing is uh, growing into myself. Henry Cloud will say it this way, grow up. It's time to grow up. Other than Adam and Eve, every single one of us who have ever walked the earth was conceived, carried in a womb, and birthed. Birthed out of and underneath a guardianship, a parental oversight, a caretaker, one who has authority and responsibility over you. That's how we are created, to be under the authority of something. And yet that dynamic in life can be really challenging. And as you grow up into adulthood, it becomes even more challenging. Have you ever had a moment at work in which your boss talked to you and you really felt like you were one of his kids and not a coworker? Maybe in your marriage, have you ever had a moment in which you felt like you were one of the kids and not the spouse? How do you engage healthy, respectful, equitable, authoritative situations? How do we become godly, submissive human beings in our healing? Because if we don't figure out how to do that, then the challenges of authority are always going to be a prohibitor of that healing happening. And so we've got to be willing to work through this. And and Henry Cloud says this is one of the final pieces of truly growing up and being fully, totally, and completely what God has created us to be, to be ourself. Anything you want to say? All right. Um, We're excited about this series. We we really are. And uh, this past weekend, our leadership, our elders and staff spent the time working through the curriculum and the resources and the materials, and, and, and they're excited about it too. But I really want you to hear us saying, this is a journey that we're starting today. Uh, we are not hoping that you walk out of this place somehow magically fixed and you're all good. That's not it. In fact, in the end of this series, we're going to make sure that we provide some resource people and resources to continue walking with you. Because if you're going to be a part of this place you're going to know that you are in a place that desires for you to be whole and healthy and healed. We want to be a healing church, but it's going to take a lot of grace. It really is. It's going to take a tremendous amount of grace. And then we're going to give all the time that it needs. Will you pray with me, please? Father, we're grateful for today. We're grateful for the opportunity to to launch into this new 
opportunity that you have laid before us. God, you've clearly put before us as a church and as a church leadership to say, this is what Greenville Oaks needs to do. And so, Father, I pray that you will guide us. I pray that you will bless us. Father, I pray that you will give us what we need in regards to humility, transparency, vulnerability, and courage to walk this journey of healing. Whether what we're dealing with has only been happening in the last few months or, or it happened at the beginning of our life or somewhere in between, Father, I pray that you would give us the ability to be a place of healing for ourself, for our community, and for the world around us. God, may they know your healing grace by the healing experiences that we are having as your children. Father, bless us, lead us, guide us in all that we do. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I do not want to say something. Absolutely. This isn't just about Sunday morning lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have groups. All of our connect groups are going to be focusing on this, walking through this series with us. When you get into a group and you process it, it, it makes it real. So I hope if you're not in a connect group, we're going to have special groups called Churches That Heal Groups. Uh, you can go online and register for those. There's just, it's just five weeks starting next Sunday, not starting today, starting next Sunday, five weeks. Uh, and it will be a blessing to you. So I hope you'll be in your connect group or in the churches that heal group. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're excited about this series. Uh, before we close uh, this morning, w- one of the things that I shared earlier was we're going to take just a moment and, and, uh, and, and pay honor and, and give thanks for, for Galen and Sharon. I'm going to go ahead and ask Galen and, and Sharon to, to come on up. And uh, elders and staff and spouses and those that are in the room, please join us as well. We did this at first service. We're doing it again at second service. Come on up. And um, as I shared with y'all several weeks ago, uh, Galen is, is uh, going to be pursuing some, some new endeavors and bittersweet. We're going to miss Galen being around here. A series like Churches That Heal would be right up his alley as this is what he, he loves and believes in as far as meeting people that are hurting and providing incredible help to them. That's been something that he has done for years and will continue to do, I'm certain. Um, but pursuing a new endeavor, and, and uh, we wanted to take just a moment and, and say thank you. And so I've asked Keith Maloney uh, and, and Greg Kaufman to be willing to share just a couple of words, and then Greg Kaufman is going to pray over Galen and Sharon. But Keith, I'll hand it off to you. Uh, Galen, I remember when you, uh, you and Sharon first came over at the little metal building that we were in over there. A uh, long time ago, and uh, it was such an incredible breath of fresh air. Uh, you uh, would teach in ways that we hadn't experienced before, and it's because you had an awareness of the kingdom of God that uh, is unsurpassed by anybody that I know, and a, not just an awareness of it, an experience of it, but a gift at describing it and explaining it and helping people see it and helping it come alive. And it has been an incredible blessing 
to me and to so many, many people in our church, to our entire church family, as uh, as you've been on staff. It's been a it's been a joy and a challenge to walk with you, and we are incredibly <laughs> thankful, incredibly thankful for God to have brought you here. Uh, I remember when you first came, uh, you would talk about kingdom theology, and I think, well, that could be about seven different things. What's he, what's it? But you, it did that intentionally in your inimitable style because you wanted to extend an invitation for engagement, and uh, you're the best at that I've ever seen. We have learned so much from you, and you guys as a as a couple have been an incredible blessing to our church leadership for so many, many years. And um, we hope that we will continue to be blessed by you being with us. But we know that God has another chapter in your ministry and in your lives, and we trust that he is going to do amazing things in the lives of people and in the work of the kingdom through you, just as he's done in the 20-something years you've been here. <laughs> he knows what's coming because we did it in the first service. Galen, I am a different person because of you. Mm. Of the places you've taken me that I didn't want to go. And the things you put me to doing that I didn't think I could do. Uh, and the help along the way. We've ridden airplanes, tried to sleep in the same noisy hotel rooms, Move furniture in places that I thought was scary. Um, you've been very good for me. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to hearing how you share that with many more people. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I am grateful to you for Galen and sharing and what they have meant to me personally and to Greenville Oaks collectively. I thank you for what he has meant to our leadership. Um, I ask that you bless them infinitely on this new journey, that he shares more of what um, you have taught him with others, and bears fruit in countless more lives. I pray that you provision them um, beyond measure uh, with opportunities and resources and whatever they need. Uh, I thank you, Heavenly Father. Uh, be with them every step of the way. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and amen. Amen. Galen, Sharon, thank you guys. Church, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Stand, please. I hope you'll join us for this series over the next five weeks. I really do think you're going to be blessed by it. The world is going to have a chance to learn a little bit more about healing through the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ, but it's not going to come out of our perfection. It's going to come out of our imperfection. 
And if they're going to experience healing, they're not going to experience healing by just being healed. They're going to experience healing by watching the journey of healing that we go through and that we share with others. We invite you on that journey with us. God bless you all and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Twitter. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.